which Buccaneers on their rookie deals will get a second contract from Jason Light and the Buccaneers? We let you know our thoughts, and we're going to wrap up our pre-training camp initial 53-man roster predictions, talking about the defensive side of the ball and the specialists. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined by my Sun Devil co-host, Mr. David Harrison. You can check out his written work over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. Check out mine over at SB Nation's BucksNation.com. And, of course, follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArko underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast. Your first listener, your first view every single day. The Buccaneers are apparently, James, counter to uh, all the Jason Light hate that we've heard over the years. Very good at drafting, and believe it or not, according to the research done by the 33rd.com, the Buccaneers since 2008 have signed draft picks, two second contracts at the second highest percentage in the National Football League behind only the Green Bay Packers, who are going to do that a lot less now that they're paying Aaron Rodgers 80% of their salary cap for the next 10 years. Um, <laughs> but the difference between the Packers and the Bucks, even up to right now is just two-tenths of a percent. So, James, first of all, uh, Jason Light retaining his players. I mean, there's going to be someone out there who says, yeah, that's just because he refuses to accept that he's wrong and resigns guys who don't deserve to be resigned. I think that argument would hold a lot less water now that there's a Super Bowl, that there's some other players, that there's some contributing rookies and young guys on this roster like Antoine Winfield Jr. and some others. Um, what do you think of the numbers that you actually found for this episode? Uh, I would also make the argument that that argument would hold less water if he wasn't prone to cutting draft picks before they even get their first contract. Uh, I mean, we went through a run there for a little while where, you know, there were four of the seven draft picks actually got signed or actually made the team, or you had, you know, players cut in their second year. Like he is not afraid to admit a mistake and move on. But the fact that the Buccaneers, you know, have retained 75% of their draft picks and signed them to second contracts over the course of the last 14 years. That's pretty impressive. I mean, it, there, there's no question about it. And obviously there's some big names that didn't get retained. You take a look, you know, Jameis Winston, obviously is going to be the biggest one that, that did not remain a, a Buccaneer. But yeah, you, you look at, at all of the, the guys on the Buccaneers now with their rookie contracts. Remember, this is their first contract, so these are players drafted by the Buccaneers. We're not talking about, you know, Logan Ryan being signed as a free agent or, uh, you know, Rob Gronkowski being signed as a free agent. These are draft picks by Jason Light and the Buccaneers all the way back to 2008, so even a little pre-Jason Light. But, yeah, you take a look. David, at, at all of the players on their first contract, you have how many do we have here? 20, 24? Well, we got, we've got 24 current Buccaneers that are still playing on their rookie deals. And again, these are drafted players still play on their rookie deals. Now, before we move into that part real quick, I think it's important for everybody to understand, like this isn't 
well, everybody has a rate like this, right? So there's only three teams in the National Football League, again, according to uh, the 33rd team.com, that have a 75% or greater retention rate of their own rookies, their draft rookies. That is the Miami Dolphins at 75%, the Bucks at 75.32, and then, like you said, uh, the Green Bay Packers at 75.51. Now, the span stretches all the way down. The Chicago Bears Yikes. have kept 53.85% of their draft picks uh, during this window. So, I mean... Again, this isn't in all things equal. This isn't like the lowest team is 72%, the highest 75 so it's pretty much negligible. No, you're talking about a 20% plus difference uh, between the bottom of the league and the top of the league. So doing a very good job there of keeping or getting players who are keepable, right, and then doing the math and doing the, the balancing of the checkbook to keep them. But, yeah, we got 24 players uh, on the Buccaneers roster currently on their rookie deals from youngest to eldest of that group. You've got Logan Hall, Tristan Wirfs, Joe Tryon, Shoinka, Antoine Winfield Jr., Luke Gedeke, Rashad White, Robert Hainsey, KDOT, Jake Camarda, Jalen Darden, Zion McCollum, KJ Britt, Tyler Johnson, Grant Stewart, Devin White, Kyle Trask, Co-Keefe, Scott Scotty Miller, Sean Murphy Bunting, Keyshawn Vaughn, Andre Anthony, Jamel Dean, Anthony Nelson, and Mike Edwards. So if we use this math and we only keep 75% of these 24 players, that means that six of these guys are not getting second deals james so of these guys give me your first three off the let's do this march madness style give me your first three that are not getting second deals according to where you think they stand today uh well i'm gonna say my first one is sean murphy bunting that's that's my first one out and i feel it's if the buccaneers are faced with a decision where they have to decide between sean murphy bunting and jamel dean they're going to choose Jamel Dean as things stand right now. Now, of course, yeah. that can change over the course of this season. Maybe Sean Murphy Bunting absolutely balls out and wins that second contract. But if if the Bucks had to decide right now today, I think they would lean Dean over Sean Murphy Bunting. My next one would be Grant Stewart. I, I understand that he provides depth. I understand he plays really, really well on special teams, but if push comes to shove, you can find a, a special teams ace somewhere else. You can find linebacker depth somewhere else. They, you know, it would make sense that they would move on to him compared to some of these other names. And finally, Tyler Johnson. I don't hmm. feel that as of this point, Tyler Johnson has earned that second contract yet, much like Sean Murphy Bunting. We need to see a big improvement and a big year out of him this year but then he also gets next season as well so i could be eating my words on that one but i would say that there's no there's nothing distinctive about him that would cause him to get a second contract rather than the bucks go to the draft well to replace him down the line yeah, I mean, especially if this wide receiver contract inflation dips down into the middle tier of wide receivers. Okay. Right now, it's just top shelf receivers are getting mad money. So we got to see if that inflation stretches all the way, how deep into the wide receiver pool that inflation will stretch. But if it starts to stretch to some of your mid-tier, lower-tier guys, Tyler Johnson may come out here looking for some money that the Bucks aren't willing to pay. So that's an interesting first three. My first three, Sean Murphy Bunting is one of them as well. I've also got Sean on my list for all the reasons you said, Jamel Dean. Sean Murphy Bunting are kind of basically battling out for contract. I think going into training camp, Jamel has the advantage. We had one YouTube uh, uh, viewer who commented that the salary cap is make believe, which uh, again we talk about that all the all the time in the show. It's Fugazi, it's Fugazi, it's right, it's fairy dust. 
but it actually does still exist. Like to a certain extent, it does still exist. And you can't throw all of your contract creativity into the cornerback position. You've got some other positions you got to prioritize. So I do think they get rid of one of those guys. Uh, my next guy is going to be Keyshawn Vaughn. That's my that's my second guy off this list because you don't bring in Rashad White if you think Keyshawn Vaughn is your backup of the future or a potential starter of the future. You bring in Rashad White because you think you need competition there. And teams don't want to pay starting running backs second contracts in today's NFL. They're not going to want to pay a backup running back a second contract, especially a backup who might actually be the backup to the backup. Right? You don't, you don't pay the assistant to the assistant to the assistant director of, of Dunder Mifflin or whatever I lost track of all my assistants. My last one is going to be Andre Anthony. I'm not going to lie. Uh, bro, you're a seventh round linebacker. So you're kind of an easy target. Haven't had a chance to prove anything. So it's very unfair. I acknowledge that. But Andre Anthony is my final third, my final first three guys off the list. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little surprised at Keyshawn Vaughn just because the there's one thing that we can really hone in on to, to criticize Jason Light. Not a great drafter of running backs. So I would I would like to keep him a little bit longer, even if he is just a rotational piece or a uh, a backup. Um, should come pretty cheap. Already knows the system, so I'm a little surprised at that one. But you know, again, I understand the the idea behind it. Again, much like yeah. my my Tyler Johnson choice, they can defer another you know shot at the draft and get something similar or maybe even better than what they have in Keyshawn Vaughn right now. Yeah. And again, we're talking about this right now. I mean, look, Rashad White can come out. This has nothing to do with the hoodie I'm wearing. Rashad White can come out and completely fall on his face in training camp and preseason. And now Keyshawn Vaughn becomes a necessity. Rashad White ends up maybe cut in two years. I mean, you don't hope it happens to the guy, but a lot of things could also change in that time frame. We're just kind of reading the tea leaves as they are now. And we'll give you our final three, our, our second three, and then we'll get into our final 53-man roster projections uh, before training camp starts by hitting the defense. But, James, before we do that, we're going to level with everybody. We've all been in a situation at some point in our lives where we've been a little bit tight on cash. Maybe we can only afford to put a few gallons of gas in the tank or you're wondering how you're going to buy a gift to that next event that really measures up to what you think is expected. That's where Dave can help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful especially when unexpected expenses come up. Now, Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. What if you could get some help from your future self? If you could talk to future you, maybe you'd ask yourself to borrow some cash today. Now you can do that with Dave. Dave is the banking app that can help you with get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy that gift, or catch up on some bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups because there's no interest and there's no credit check. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for extra cash accounts and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Thanks again for making the Locked on Bucks podcast your first listen or view every single day. Following up, finishing our final three uh, that we got to cut. Jason Light, 75% retention rate of his own rookies into second deals, second highest in the National Football League. But James, that does mean that of the current 24 players playing on their rookie deals, six of those guys are likely going to hit the road. So my first three, Sean Murphy, Bunting, Keyshawn Vaughn, Andre Anthony, following it up with my final three off this list. It's, it's, it gets really tough here. 
my next guy off the list is Anthony Nelson. Joe Tryon Shoinka comes in. That was already kind of the signal. Anthony Nelson was thought of as one point to maybe be the heir apparent to JPP's spot. When they spend that first-round draft pick on JTS, you basically knew that wasn't going to be a thing. Do you pay him to be a backup to another younger guy? Does he want to get paid to be a backup to another guy? Maybe go out there to, I don't know, Chicago Bears. I can't keep anybody and try to fight for a starting job. So I think Anthony Nelson is off that list. Jalen Darden is a guy that we talked about on our offensive projections for the 53-man roster. I didn't think that he, you know, I'm not sure he's going to make the roster. You completely have him off your roster already. So if we're if we're questioning him now, what's going to happen a year or two down the road? Jalen Darden next out the list. Uh, and then Jake Camarda. Honestly, because I didn't want to get rid of anybody else on the list, and you can find a punter anywhere. So Jake Camarda, no offense, brother. I'm sorry, man. I hope it doesn't happen to you. Maybe, maybe Jason's percentage goes up to 80%. And we can keep some more of these guys. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, just looking at the rest of this list, I mean, I, I couldn't get rid of anybody else. So I had to go with the low-hanging fruit and get rid of the punter. Yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe Jake Marta is going to turn into like the next Pat McAfee, where not only is he an elite punter, but he's also a complete character and becomes a huge fan favorite. And That'd you're right. Awesome. Maybe, you know, Jason Light's percentage will be over 75. You got to remember this 75 point, I think it was like 3.2% or 3.9%, something like that. that. That's an average over the course of what is it, 14 years. So there have been some years higher than than others. Um, I mean, there's there's one draft class where the Bucks didn't even retain all the players to the end of their rookie deal. So, you know, we could uh we could very well be wrong on on plenty of these and that's completely fine but my last three uh andre anthony for the exact same reasons uh that you listed in segment one it's the low-hanging fruit you're a seventh round linebacker odds are not in your favor uh no surprise after i didn't have him on my initial 53-man roster projection i have jalen darden as one of my three and i also took the easy way out and got rid of Jake Camarda because you can find a punter anywhere. And I didn't want to get rid of anybody else. Yeah. I mean, look, that just shows you how talented it is. And I mean, I'm glad you brought one point. So these numbers, again, they do eclipse the time that Jason light has been in town. So not all Jason light numbers, but you know, we are avid Jason light supporters. We think he's done a very good job. Uh, so his numbers because of that one class, probably a little bit lower actually, but uh, you can already look at it. Even getting rid of 25% of the current, rookie contract guys i mean it's that is a blow uh to have to deal with so don't feel feel good or don't you know don't feel jealous rather of jason like having to make those decisions uh coming up in the future but now we're going to finish up our 53-man roster some more difficult decisions uh coming james we're going to start with the defensive line again yep. i'm going to give mine the way i did the offense basically my starting rotation and then my backups uh akeem hicks is one of my starting dns i got vita Vey, of course in the middle william golson the other stable defensive end uh to bookend those things then right behind them Logan Hall, the rookie, Nacho is the backup DT, and then Patrick O'Connor is my sixth defensive lineman, rounding out my first position groups of today's episode. Yep, and my we're going chalk, buddy. My defensive line is exactly the same. I have Akeem Hicks, Vita Vea, William Golston as my starting three, then Logan Hall, Nacho, and Patrick O'Connor as uh, as my backups. So. Not nearly as many discrepancies through the offense and the first defensive group uh, between our rosters as I was expecting. Yeah, well, let's let's check out the outside linebackers, and maybe we'll get maybe we'll make things a little bit interesting. All right, well, I'll I'll kick that off, and of course, I have the the starters in Joe Tryon, Shoyanka, and Shaq Barrett. 
each of which getting a backup. I have Cam Gill and David Harrison's favorite player, Anthony Nelson. Oh yeah, Anthony can make the roster this year, right? <laughs> so so that's that's okay. Um, of course, I have Shaq and I've got JTS as the starting outside linebackers. I also have Anthony Nelson making the roster this year. Just because he's not getting a second contract doesn't mean he's getting cut, guys. All right, let's calm down. And then Andre Anthony, the seventh rounder, another guy not making it to a second contract, according to me, uh, making the roster. So I have Andre Anthony, the seventh rounder. You have Cam Gill. We'll see how it actually unfolds. Moving to the inside linebackers, I've got, of course, the incomparable Levante David, uh, team captain for a reason, Devin White uh, behind him. And then I have two inside linebacker backups, KJ Britts and Grant Stewart, for a total of eight linebackers. Yep, I also have Devin and Levante as the starters, uh, KJ Britt and Grant Stewart coming up on the end of his tenure with the Buccaneers, as I have already cut him and prevented him from uh, getting that second contract. But he's on the team for 2022, so that's fine. And, and he's still a special teams ace, a special teams monster. And, uh, yeah, we have – David, we have two more defensive position groups. We have specialists, which we've kind of, like, swept under the rug. I haven't really mentioned them all that much. But, you know, there's going to be a kicker and there's going to be a punter. And there's going to be a long snapper that make this team, which, of yeah. course, cut into our uh, our offense and our defensive players. And it, it dawned on me right before we started recording that because – I did not account for the specialists in an appropriate fashion. I had too many defensive players. Yeah. accidentally cut someone I didn't mean to. It was a whole fiasco. I mean, right up until David said, hey, we got to record right now, right now, right now. And I'm scrambling Listen. to fix my roster. But, hey, he's trying to keep me on on schedule. So I appreciate that, David. Just because EA Sports doesn't rep- doesn't respect long snappers doesn't mean that Locked On Bucks podcast doesn't respect long snappers. That is absolutely accurate, and we are going to give you the rest of our defense and our specialists coming up in just a moment. Wrapping things up here, and uh, we are giving our pre-training camp initial 53-man roster predictions. I've said that enough you'd think I wouldn't have stumbled through it, but here we are. It's a lot to try to say and say correctly, but we're going to round out the defensive side of the ball. We're going to give you our specialists. Then we will have completed our 53-man rosters. David, let's start things off with the cornerback position. I'm going to start with my two starting outside corners. Going to give you my slot corner, then some depth at the position. And uh, obviously, I have Carlton Davis. I have Jamel Dean. I got Sean Murphy Bunting in the slot. Then the rookie, Zion McCollum, and Ross Cockrell as some additional depth there at corner for a grand total of five, five corners in this roster. I too have five cornerbacks. Um, I went with Carlton Davis, of course, Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy bunting, the rookies on McCollum. And I went with D Delaney as my fifth cornerback. So unfortunately you will be wrong. I will be correct. Um, Uh and that's fine because Delaney was the guy that I scramble cut trying to fix an egregious error. Um, so not going to be surprised at all if Delaney is the guy and and Cockrell is the odd man out. It was a yeah. very, very fast coin flip for me. And um, you know what? It means one of us has bragging rights, and I'm very excited about it. 
Yeah. Could you imagine though? Like, so, so here's, here's an example of what now granted we're doing this in preparation for a 30 minute recording, not, you know, people's lives and meetings and all that, but imagine, you know, it's, it's hard knocks, right? The Buccaneers are the first playoff team to appear on hard knocks because that's the thing that's going to happen. Jason light calls in, uh, D Delaney is like, Hey buddy, congratulations. You made the 53. You're the last guy on it. Don't, don't, you know, make me proud. He's like, I got you. I got you. Jason Todd Bowles is like, Hey, very quiet words. Not a lot to say. And D's like, I got you coach. I got you. Then he walks out and Zach Triner walks in He goes, Hey guys, what's up? Haven't gotten my call. Haven't gotten confirmation. I'm the only long snapper. So I pretty much have to be on the roster. Right. And just the look on their faces as they call D Delaney back in. <laughs> we just called all of his family. It was like, I made the roster guys. We, we did it. The dream is complete. And now you got to tell this man that you messed up and he's actually not on the roster. Or he better learn how to long snap. <laughs> or he better learn long snap. This is what happens when you let James Yarko be your GM. Oh my goodness. Brutal. So safeties. Let's move on to that group. Um, four of them. And this one up. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's, I think it's the same four. If you had to predict my four, who are they? They're Antoine Winfield Jr., Mike Edwards, Logan Ryan, Keanu Neal. Listen, Edwards, Ryan, and Neal, there's no starter. Like, one of you will get the start because you happen to be the guy that's standing inside the white line instead of on the sidelines for the first snap. But in reality, it's just, who are we playing? What's the formation they came out in on the first snap? That's who's getting the start. Yep, I have the same four. I do think Edwards is going to edge the other guys out in terms of snap percentage. And I think he's going to do it pretty consistently, barring any kind of injury. Um, but, you know, we're we're going to see what kind of packages that they orchestrate. It's not going to surprise me at all, David. I, I promise you, if there is some sort of wacky package that, that Todd Bowles is going to run, where all four of these guys are on the field at the same time. Because I mean, if hey. anybody will do it, it's Todd Bowles. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in this defense. So uh, yeah. so those are deep. So that's our 50. That's our 50-man roster. Now we've got three more spots. So uh, any any curveballs there in, with the uh, specialists? Uh, I have uh, Pat McAfee as the punter. He's going to be McAfee. a surprise camp invite. And then they're going to cut Jake Marta, the draft pick. That sent me into a blind rage. No, no surprises. It's it's Ryan Suckup, it's Jake Marta, and it's Zach Triner as the long snapper. I I, yeah. I fully expect there to be, you know, competition. Yeah, you still have Jose Borregales, who performed really, really well as a as a place kicker in camp last year. Uh, they could look at that and say, you know what, we could we could save a little bit of money, but uh, I think they're gonna go with the tried and true. And, and a guy who's been absolutely nails for the Buccaneers for the past couple seasons. And then, you know, they can bring in a veteran punter to make sure that Camarda doesn't get a little, you know, too lackadaisical thinking he already has this job in the bag. You, you, you know, you don't want him walking around there saying, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm gold. No problem here. Full Roberto Aguayo 2.0 moment. Don't, don't need that. You're still going to want the competition in camp at the punter position, but it's going to be Camarda. Yeah, absolutely. So Zach Trier, your long snapper, also known as the first tight end you cut in Madden franchise mode. Always. Uh, Jake, Jake Camarda, the rookie, um, punting. And then, uh, of course, Young Waku, the kicker, after the Buccaneers trade Jalen Darden and Ryan Suckup to the Falcons for Young Waku. That's my, that's my prediction. I'm just kidding. It's Ryan Suckup, of course. 
So 53 guys on the roster. Um, this is all the roster that will be. There will be no adjustments. There will be no changes because that's how the NFL season works. That's right. And then uh, it'll be fun to go back and take a look at these rosters and then our post-training camp rosters. It, You know what's going to be the most fun is with some of the differences that you and I had, which one of our rosters is going to have the first player from it cut mm. by the Buccaneers? Because obviously yes, one of the two of us is going to have going to have some wrong answers. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I mean, we're both going to have wrong answers. Like neither of us is going to be one hundred percent. Right. So I don't think which which one of our fifty three man rosters is going to get gutted first. That's, you. that's what I'm watching. You. Why me? Because it's either going to be Cam Gill or Ross Cockrell. And and here's the thing. It pains me because I was actually going to ask you this. So my biggest surprise on your initial 53-man roster is, honestly, it's Cam Gill. Um, I just, I don't, I don't really think he's done anything to warrant continued development and effort and time on the roster. I think that Andre Anthony being the seventh round pick, I don't think he's going to show out. It's not so much what he's going to do versus what Cam Gill's not going to do, which is Cam Gill is not going to show that there's any more ceiling for him to reach. So the Bucks are going to say, thank you for your service. We appreciate your time. Dedication to the organization. Here's a gift bag on your way out. Enjoy the rest of the Florida weather that you get. Or it's going to be Ross Cocker, which you know pains me because that's my guy. But let's be honest, last year when he was on the field for the defense, the only guy I have recollection of him looking worse than or better than is Ryan Smith when he was playing for the defense. Um, so I think D. Delaney has an edge. Now, again, anything could happen, right? Every year is a new year, all this other stuff. But those are my two surprises. They're kind of my tie for my biggest surprise from your roster. But let's flip that here. Which one is what's your biggest surprise for my offense or defense? Um, which which is your biggest surprise? Because I know you weren't a fan of my Jalen Darden uh, pick. Yeah, I would I would probably say you having Jalen Darden on your roster was the the most surprising one because I figured you would probably take the same approach that I did, and and it's fine that you didn't. You honestly, you're probably going to end up being right, um, but I figured. I figured you would have seen the same thing that I did, that there really wasn't anything special. There wasn't, no. you know, whether he was out there at, at returner or, or at wide receiver, there was nothing there to make you go, can't wait to see him next year. There was even an episode last year, David. I can't remember which one it was, but I'm pretty sure I used an entire segment ranting about getting Jalen Darden off the team because he was just completely worthless. Um, so I... I don't know. I was maybe it was wishful thinking that you were going to kind of yeah. follow me down that that uh, path, and the Locked On Bucks podcast was going to be united in our quest to rid the Buccaneers of Jalen Darden. He's probably a wonderful human being, and oh, I I will feel really really bad if we have the opportunity to speak with him at camp and he becomes like one of my he favorite punches humans. you in the face. Yeah. Or, you know, he'll become one of my favorite humans and I'm going to have to go through our archives and delete every episode where I said a bad thing about him. Look, not every good person's a good football player. Not every good football player is a good person. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, that is the best way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jalen Darden. I, I mean, I said it yesterday. He's on my roster because I just don't see another guy to return kicks and he's the best they got. I mean, I, like I'm going to say, he's great. You know, he's not Devin Hester, but he's the best I got. Russell Gage has one career punt return. So maybe he, he'll dust off the return gloves. Uh, he returned one punt for negative six yards, though. So not 
but, a good history. Scotty Miller, I don't know. Kickoff, like punt, maybe, but kickoff, I don't know. I mean, it, but is it really that hard to improve on less than mediocrity? I mean, apparently, it kind of is. Honestly, like there's there's maybe like four teams in the NFL that have a really good return guy, and the Chicago Bears is one of them. And Tariq Cohen is just like nowhere to be seen now. The returns are slowly being phased out of the game. Yeah, I mean, a little bit by the rules. DeAndre Carter is a guy, uh, if you remember during the offseason, former Washington commander, receiver, and return man. I wanted the Bucks to go I do grab him because he's a very good return guy. I would have loved to see him uh, returning kicks or punts or both for the Buccaneers, but they didn't do that. So, All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode, and we want to thank you for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or review of the day. Now make your second listen to the Locked On NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason does not equal a break in action. I will be back on tomorrow's episode with our good buddy, the newly engaged, congratulations, one Mr. Evan Klosky from 10 Tampa Bay. He is going to give us his pre-training camp 53-man roster prediction. Of course, if you have any reactions to David and my predictions, you can send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast.gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 813-444-5841 or let us know in the comment section here on YouTube. Check out David's work over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out mine at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.